What if you were born with a disease that you always knew would kill you? And then what if all of a sudden you were given a second chance? Well, that's exactly what happened to me. And it's the question that we explore on the new podcast series, Breathless from Snack Labs. Join me, Jeremy Saunders, for a series that explores what it means to live and die, to love and to lose, and what it's like to have your whole life turned upside down and the unexpected challenges that come with a life-saving drug. You can listen to Breathless now, wherever you get your podcasts. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Everybody, uh, Bridie here, obviously, to introduce this week's guest, Bree Knightwood. So I'm going to read you Bree's bio as it was sent to us because I find it's just so full of interesting little twists and turns um, that I think will give you a really good idea of what you're getting into when you um, turn on this episode. So Bree Knightwood began her journey as an entrepreneur at a young age, coding and selling software at just 12 years old. She excelled in the tech world and ran a variety of online businesses before creating a thriving OnlyFans page. Her success has led her to start a company that helps new models reach 1% on the platform. We're talking like making a lot of money. Brie recently got her real estate license and dreams of establishing her own practice where sex workers and influencers can practice without discrimination in the workplace. We had a really great time chatting with Bree, and I think you're going to enjoy this conversation. So Jeremy and I will see you on the other side. Uh, 
this is going to be really fun. We are sitting down with Bree Nightwood, who, um, if you are keeping up with the OnlyFans world, you might have heard the name. Uh, Bree, you're kind of like, you're kind of a big deal on OnlyFans. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> uh, how does that feel? How does it feel to be like, what? what is it like? You're like top, like top 1%. Like, what is the... I always, I, I always see OnlyFans models like kind of touting their their stance in the percentage. Yeah, so one percent would be about like the six figure mark, and then after one, it goes into the zeros, and then you can go all the way down to point zero one percent, which is approximately two hundred fifty thousand dollars a month and greater. Holy shit! I know <laughs> that I'm not is point zero one percent, but I'm point one, so. <laughs> Good for you. Holy yeah. shit. That yeah. is like quite an accomplishment. That's also interesting to me because I never realized that I didn't realize that the percentage of where you stand is a direct correlation. I mean, it makes sense. It's a direct correlation to what you make yeah. annually, yeah. but past but, 30 days. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Past 30 days. Wow. Fuck. That's so crazy. I, I, I always just thought it was like, you know, the amount of followers that past you have 30 whatever, days, but. like would that, does that fluctuate quite a bit? Must. Oh Yeah. Like, okay. um, actually right now, right now, I think I like dropped a little bit just cause the site's been a bit glitchy. Like it happens, but I feel like the people who are in the 0.01% to where they're literally making $250,000 a month and beyond, they're usually like consistent in the 0.01% cause if they're bringing right. in that much money, it's like, they're just, they're up there. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, and what, wh- like what makes a person able to make that much money? Is it, do they, are they necessarily working more hours or is it like work harder, not smarter? Um, it's more about press and like PR. So right now, TikTok is one of the most like driving forces for that. For example, I saw this girl, she, um, she got a TikTok video. It got to, um, 20 million ish views and in results, she got a hundred thousand dollars a day for two weeks, every single day, just from sub money. Just through, just through OnlyFans. So like, like she was seeing a direct correlation between the TikTok viewership and her only fans page blowing the fuck up yeah <laughs> okay wow. i think maybe some of our listeners and myself might need to know a little bit about how one what the business of of uh oh my god why i just gapped out what are we talking about only fans only fans only fans <laughs> is like because it's for a second for a second there i was coming in thinking it's like camming but it's not it's not like camming. No, very, very. I started by camming, actually. That was the first thing I did in like sex work. But um, no, it's like everyone does have a different business model. But for the most part, um, you know, you try to pull in subscribers. And then from there, you try to sell them your content and try to get tips. So with me, my account, my biggest, like the stats, it shows that my biggest um, income is from tips and from unlocks rather than sub count. Um, just cause I, I'm really good at like, there's like sexting and just like little tactics to, um, sell people bundles. So that's where like my psych degree really helps. But, um, I do want to work more on, um, you know, driving subs in because if I had like the traction of some of these, like, you know, viral TikTokers, but then with the methods that I used to sell things, like I'd be unstoppable. <laughs> right. Totally. I, so, so just to like, kind of, kind of sort of for my own sake, just to break it down, uh, sort of category by category. Um, cause I, I actually had, I had a friend ask me about OnlyFans the other day and it's so funny cause they're, they're asking me about OnlyFans and I'm like, I don't fucking know. <laughs> like I, I've never, I, I don't, I've never been on it. Like I, I don't have an OnlyFans page. I, 
I and anything I know about it is what has been like told to me through the podcast. But th- this is the first time we're talking with someone who's on OnlyFans who's doing exceptionally well. I would say, in, in definitely in terms of like the amount the people that we've talked to on the show. So, so to kind of break this down for me, so that when that person comes back and says, "I I want to ask about OnlyFans," I'll be like, "I got you. <laughs> I'm I'll, ready. I'll, I'll be your fucking manager. Give me five percent." <laughs> um, so, so you have you have you start a page right, and you're looking to generate as many subscriptions as possible. And so like the subs will um, typically range. I mean, the price ranges, you set it to what it is. Okay. Like, sub- subs is subscriptions, subscriptions right? Subscriptions. Yeah. I'm so like I start keeping a glossary uh, here. I, you know, if a friend of <laughs> ours, a friend of the shows who's been on the show before Chelsea, um, I know that she's on OnlyFans, and I think it's like, it's her, her sub subscriptions, like nine ninety nine per month. Okay. Right. And then, and then there's like a, uh, is it like, ba- and then there's like three months, a cost for three months and six months and 12 months. Is that t- typically how it goes? Yeah, you could set it up that way. Sure. So, so then, so, so once someone's subscribed, that's, that's how they get access typically to your content, right? And content being media that you've uploaded, whether it's photos or, or videos, but then also any kind of like post that you make on your page, if everything is locked through that paywall. So um, everyone does structure it differently, but like what's really popular is like they'll pay the sub price and they'll see like the nudes, teasers, clips on the feed. But like if they want like, you know, like a 20 minute HD cream pie video, then they're going to have to like unlock that. And right. those, those unlockables are usually sent through the DMs. So you would you like send a mass message to everyone who subscribed to you and then they'll see it and then they'll choose to unlock or not. Ah, okay. Okay. So, so right. So once you've become subscribed, you have this catalog of things that are meant to entice like, hey, if you like what you're seeing, like you, ha- you have the ability to see way, way more. Yeah. But in order to do that, you unlock it. Now, un- is unlocking like, are you paying? Is it like pay-per-view sort of yes. model? Okay. Yes. So to pay to get that one, you know, 20-minute cream pie video, you are paying specifically for that video on top yeah. of your sub fee. Oh, that's interesting. So is how much, is there income... Also, that comes from some form of direct interaction, like one-on-one with people. You, you yeah. mentioned texting or sexting. Yeah, like so sexting, actually. <laughs> so um, a lot of us girls, we use sexting scripts. Um, and for example, like a lot of my scripts, they start with a cock rate, which is another popular like tip menu item. So yes, they'll tip like $20, send a dick pic, and then I'll rate their cock. So... Um, so and how, can I, I can I jump in there? How, how are you brutally honest on your on your cock ratings, or or it do depends you depends on the di- like if so? There's some guys that are literally into small penis humiliation, and they want to sure, be like sure step on my cock or like things like that. Right, right. But if there's like sometimes it'll be a guy that's like rate my big fat cock, and it's like not that big, but since he thinks it's big, I'm gonna be like, yeah, your big fat cock. Like, <laughs> right. <laughs> I feel like if I was I I've never I've never actually done that before, but. I feel like if I was to do that, I would send it and go, I need you to be really clear about what you want to hear (laughs) about what you think. But I don't want you to I don't want you to like, (laughs) like just blow like blow smoke up my ass. Tell me what you think my cock is like. I, I would need the truth. I thought you were saying if someone sent you a dick, you would be like, 
you, you would be like, <laughs> you need to, I, you need do to, you want me to be honest with you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You need to be, you but, need to set your, your, uh, yeah, what are the standard? expectations here? That's right. Because how long, I mean, obviously if someone's getting that, if someone's getting that, um, service from you, like rate my cock, you, it sounds like you have a kind of sense of what they want. Like how much of an interaction do you have with them before that or can just anyone per- unlock that or do you have to have anyone some- can purchase it but like usually um there is previous interaction but i have had guys they like come in like the f- and the first thing they tip for is a cock rate so i just kind of have to like guess what they want but it usually goes well like and that's um, worth but- 20 bucks you said 20 bucks for a cock rate i have different like tiers like there's like 10 dollars for like nude but then if you want nude super detailed it's like 20 like break it down but then after i send Ooh. it that's where i'm like I'm still so wet for your cock. Here's something I filmed for you. And then I'll like lock that message. And then it goes on and on and on. You see what I mean? Oh, oh when you okay. say like lock. hundreds from one guy. Just yeah. Like oh. Yeah. There's, there's something, there's something the very, um, I'm, and I'm just having this thought now, like earlier you had said that this is very, it's very different from camming. And I never thought about the differences between camming and OnlyFans. Um, and when you did mention, like, it is very different from camming, I, I had this moment where I went, is it though? Like, what I, what makes it different? But now, now I'm really seeing, like, this is, you know, this, this concept of OnlyFans and, like, the, 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 the business model that we're talking about right now, like, 15 years ago, this didn't exist. And so, like, to have such a, to have such a, like, personal... Um, element to the interaction that you're having with someone who's providing you with pornographic content like it just it just didn't exist i i I guess camming was like kind of around 15 years ago i would imagine um but but this is like this is on a whole nother level it's 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 very like personable it it feels very if it feels like again i'm not someone who's used OnlyFans very much but i i can imagine being the consumer and feeling like there is this uh connection that feels that is very hot and very like you know like having a sexting conversation with 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 your with your favorite porn star like that would be like yeah that's a that's a wild thought that's a but we live in it like that is the time that we're in right now and that's really fucking cool so much money (laughs) yeah yeah exactly yeah so when you were first, okay, this is all like, I gotta, I'm like kind of laughing at myself at how over my head, all of this like vernacular, all of this languages to describe it because like, I'm not on TikTok. I'm also like barely on social media. You're a Luddite. I'm a bit of a Luddite. And so this is like, I feel like a little bit overwhelmed. So I'm laughing at myself, but, but you know, when I was reading your bio and it said that you were getting into tech at 12, like I'm 37. When I was 12, I may have gone to like a summer computer camp where you got a game where you could paint a car or something like computers, household computers were not a thing. So can you tell me a little bit about what you were doing in tech at, at 12 that Ooh. like got you to this place where you, <laughs> yeah. you're a master, so I, a puppet master? I actually like started with computers even earlier. Like I would have a home computer, I'd play games and like 
packing and coding and things like that always intrigued me. I'd see it in movies. I was like, I want to do that. <laughs> but um, yeah, 12 years old is when um, I got my first Apple computer. It was like, it was a home computer though. It wasn't just mine, but um, I saw that there were these apps like Automator and Apple Script. They're, those are completely extinct now, which sucks. <laughs> but um, yeah, like with Automator, you could like drag these little like commands and then it could make a whole program for you. And the program, like through the commands, it was written like an Apple script, like that's the coding language it mm -hmm. you know, was through. So, but then I was like, so I'd make like little, like super simple bots, like just to, you know, open up an app, like that's it, it would just open up Safari or whatever. Just, um, but then I'm like, what if I want it to open up Safari and then click here and make like some kind of automation bot. So then that's where the Apple script came in because you could, um, because you could use like, the components of the automator app and then like add your own code to it and they could do extra things so then i eventually mm. just started making little bots and like little programs in apple script and um yeah they were simple like one was just a, um it was like a key logger it would like record everything you type in the keyboard but then like that could be like helpful like if you sold that and like people want to know who's like what's being typed on their computer totally, or I, mean, yeah. I guess it could be used for like malicious purposes too but i did not advertise it like that i advertised it as home security sure. and um yeah i got a lot of purchasers it, i mean it wasn't like a livable wage or anything but um yeah like a few thousand dollars as a kid seemed like wild especially when you have no bills no like taxes or anything yeah. <laughs> so I mean, I 12 years old creating a creating <laughs> an application on a computer that people are like ah, i need that for my home I'll security i'll yeah. fucking buy that like that's hilarious that's amazing <laughs> but um yeah even younger though what like also got me into the entrepreneur side of it is because my dad had an ebay account i thought it was so cool like he would you know, sell things around the house, like package them and I would help them. And I would eventually like take full control over the account and like sell my own things and like go to the post office and he would just like oversee it. But I think that's where the entrepreneur in me really clicked, at least yeah. with tech. I've always dreamed of like being able to get myself to a point where I could like, where because I like to buy, I like to change my wardrobe a lot. But I also don't like to spend a lot of money. So I see my niece, who's 20, like buying like tons of clothes and sometimes selling them immediately online, like never wears them. And so I have this like dream of of getting to a place where I can like buy really like nice clothes that I love and like, you know, just sell them as soon as I'm bored of them, like, a, a, you know, a couple of weeks later or whatever. And so I'm really impressed and jealous that you got that that insider look with eBay with your dad really envious what um at what? Yeah, i actually sold clothes i would make my own oh, sorry go ahead you no, make no, your no. own clothes no, go ahead oh yeah i did i i didn't make my own clothes but i would sell um used clothes and i would make my own jewelry right cool at what point did you uh did you actually decide to explore um uh sex work because i i think you said you, you were doing camming before the only fans yeah. thing so like what where where when did this begin for you and, and what was the impetus to begin uh, this kind of work? So yeah, one thing led to another. So yeah, at the time, so like I was selling the bots from like 12 to 17 and then 16, 17 or 16 to 18 ish was when I was doing like the clothing jewelry. But then I was like, I want more money. So I Googled ways, like how do I make more money now? Cause I actually, I started college a bit early and I was just living off of um, scholarship funds, but I'm like, 
I mean, it, it got me by, but I, every now and then it's like, what if I want to go to a concert or like, what if I want, you know, something extra, like a new video game or something like that. Um, and that's where I found camming. And um, at first I didn't even like take off my clothes. I would just kind of like stream video games and things like that. But then I was like, oh, like a teddy flash gets me that much more. And then, you know, one thing gets <laughs> right. to another. Yeah. <clears throat> And what, like, was there, was there any kind of, um, like, cause I, I've, I've had this thought, I mean, we, over the last like five years, we've, we've talked about, um, whether on the show or even like off the show, like the thought of starting our own, like getting into, into porn of some, some we both, we went to acting school. So yeah, yeah, yeah. it's kind of a, yeah. So performance is like, you know, it's always been like <laughs> yeah. up my alley, but, but there's always, and, and I've, I've had this, like this fantasy of doing porn that I've, I've like dabbled with, you know, over the last five years, but never really took seriously. And I think one of the reasons why I never really took it seriously is because like, it kind of scares me. Like it's a little bit like nerve wracking, the thought of, of putting myself out there in that way on top of all the other fucking like the stigma that just comes with that territory. Right. Um, but was there like, as a young person who decides to go down this route before you started, like, you know, titty flashing for extra tips like was there kind of like a ooh, ah, man I don't know like I'm I'm so nervous about it or 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 the stigma thing like or was it really just supernatural for you for me um because the career so I was originally gonna do forensic neuropsychology um which is yeah (laughs) I actually yeah I got my degree in uh neuropsych but um I eventually I I guess I do use it with my only fans talking to subs but absolutely yeah totally (laughs) But um, it wasn't a job to where I needed to like work with kids or anything to where it'd be too taboo to where I'd be worried like if something got leaked. And honestly, I was like such a, like I would only get five people in my like camera. I didn't think like even if I, I didn't think it would get leaked, but even if it did, I think it would be so buried in the internet. But right. but then like, you know, as soon as I started my OnlyFans and like I started promoting myself on socials, that's when it blew up. But at that point, I mean, at that time when um, I started going up, I've already made like a career out of it. So I didn't have to really worry as much, you know, even though like there's still the future and it's like, what if I change my mind? I want right. to work in a profession, but I don't know. I like my whole life, I've just wanted to be my my own boss. So um, I never want to like have to work directly for anyone else. So I'm like, fuck it. Like (laughs) I might as well show my news. It's like, I'm never going to work for anyone else. Well, like Jeremy said, I like occasionally people will come and they'll ask and like whether they should get into camming or whether they should get into OnlyFans or whatever. And my, my thought my thought or my only like valuable piece of advice I think is, is like, if it, if it were to come to light, would you feel confident in being like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. It's my, that's my choice. Yeah. yeah. And because I think that's, that's the thing. Like, I, I don't know about stigma and, and, and it getting out and it, it interfering with like career prospects. I, I know it has the potential for all of that, but it's more like, you know, if you're, you know, mom found out or like, or, or, you know, whatever, someone in your community decided to try to use it against you in some way, Mm. because people do that. Would you be like, it, would you feel confident standing your ground and be like, yeah, I, that's what I do. Or I did that. Or that's like a totally legitimate, you know, I'm not going to, you're not going to knock my confidence for that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. For me, um, 
my biggest like concern was more like the career thing rather than the um, family thing. But um, I did, I definitely didn't want my parents to find like my nudes on the internet, which happened, but uh, oh, no. yeah, but <laughs> they're actually like, I, they were so strict on me growing up. So I was so surprised. They're like extremely supportive of it now. Oh, but um, yeah, I definitely see like why people are um, concerned, like especially people who grew up in like religious backgrounds and things like that. And um, yeah, I've seen like some horror stories of like, um, people blackmailing them yeah, so that way they right. don't tell their family. So yeah, that is definitely a big thing to consider when going into this industry. But I feel like in this day and age though, like I feel like we're so much more open-minded as a society um, to where it's not as big of a deal. Like I feel like every other girl, at least like my age has an old day fans, even if they're not doing it full time. Yeah. Maybe it's just my environment. I don't know. But. No, I no, I think you're onto something there. I mean, like honestly, there, there has been this sort of like renaissance when it comes to like open sexuality. And of course, like all, all three of us for sure live in some sort of echo chamber, but like, you know, unless you're in the, unless you're in the field of like politics, yeah. um, you, I really don't, I really don't fucking think like many people have to worry. I mean, I'm sure there's like, we've heard stories of like teachers that get fired because they have like an OnlyFans or whatever. But like, I, I do think times are changing. And even with the politics thing, there, there was recently here in Nova Scotia where we live, there was a, a, a liberal um, party member who, um, which is our like version of Democratic, a Democratic party member who, who had an OnlyFans and she got, she got fired. And the back, the community backlash was like, Huge. Fuck yeah. these fucking liberals. And everyone was like, whoa, shit, didn't see that coming. So, like, I, I do think that, you know, if we're not there yet, I, I really do see in the next, I don't know, like, next five to ten years, like, things being a lot more loose and a lot more lax when it comes to people expressing themselves sexually online. Like, it's, it's, it, and as it should be. Like, it, there, it really doesn't make a, a whole lot of sense, but. Yeah. Even with regards to like the not the legitimacy because it's always been legitimate work, but sex work as like you know something that is above board and people can be participate in without fear of of like being penalized in some way. Is that a part of your like when you think about the world that you work in and that you're making your career in? Do you are you are you is there any part of you that's like wants to push that? envelope further and be like yeah let's make sex work even more of a legitimate thing definitely all the time like I'm the biggest like thing that sets me off is when people are like get a real job they don't realize how much we work every day just because it's not like traditional doesn't mean we're not working I feel like so many people think we just take like a titty pick and we're rich but there's it's a whole business marketing and photography job and what makes it even more complicated is that you yourself are the product. So that puts even more mental turmoil on you because of all these factors. And it's funny, but they consider like a real job, like for example, like no shade to anyone who works in like a factory, for example, but like, you know, a factory worker, they'll like do the same motion all day, every day. How's that 
less, or I mean, sorry, how's that more of a job than like sex work where we're doing, I like, I don't mean to like compare jobs, like one's better than the other, but like from there, like mindset, it's just kind of hypocritical, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's totally. I get super, what you mean. Like, yeah. Super what, hypocritical. What, negates, what, what, what says that's the real job? Like, like yeah. when you say real job, what the fuck are you even talking about? Like, yeah, I know. it's, it, you work, it, like you said, if it was as easy as taking a tip pick, um, everyone would be making fucking six figures, you know, like it would be, and that's the thing. It's not, it really isn't that easy. And it does take a lot of, it takes a lot of work. I mean, I'm saying this as a podcaster that has made a career in podcasting. That's, that's no easy task. That is a fucking really hard thing to do. It takes a lot of fucking work, but people just hear it and they sit and they listen and they just think, oh, you just get on a mic and you you shoot the shit and that's all it takes. But there's, 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 so work is work is work is work. It doesn't matter what the fuck you're doing. If you're doing it and you're doing it well, it takes a lot of effort. It takes a lot of understanding of what that thing is that you're trying to do. Um, it's also a huge piece of it is people, you know, people don't think about like the physicality, any sort of like physical aspect of the job and how, you know, like a dancer, you're you, you're using your body's your instrument. As an actor, your body is your instrument. Yeah. I'm studying massage right now and my body is literally my tool. It's like again, just my tool. It's the tools. I don't have hammers and wrenches. I've got like my wrists and my shoulders and those joints are like they're not made to last forever doing that kind of work. So the physicalness of the work I think is something to that people are always like, well, you'll, what's the difference if you mm. use, if you employ your body in this way, or if you employ your body in this way, mm. you're still using your body to make money. I remember what? on Twitter a bit ago, um, there was this guy and he was like, yeah, you're selling, at least I don't sell my body for money, but then he's following like his whole account is athlete based. It's like, isn't that literally what they're doing? They're yeah. like, it's funny. And just because it's not because of stigma. Yeah. It's a stigma and it's a control thing. I think like for, I think forever, if anybody can, um, you know, use their, their sexuality to make money, it's dangerous to the people who Mm. want to be in control and be in charge and make everyone want to be just, just one controllable mass well one question that i have about uh the work that you do and again this is kind of throwing back to this 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 line of questioning that my friend had about inquiring about starting an OnlyFans, and um one of the things that they were wondering was like like are you so let's let's hypothetically let's say someone's about to start an OnlyFans, and and they've never really they've never done it before they're really interested they've they've kind of like they've kind of done their research and looked at like what's working and what's not. And when they're about to, to make that leap into starting their page and starting to like try to bring in subscribers, um, do they, it, would you say it's like beneficial for someone to kind of figure out what their, like what their theme is, like what their character is or, or are they just, just as good to kind of hop on there and just, be yourself and don't really put much thought into like the character that you're package. kind of presenting. Yeah. You're yeah. honestly, both tactics work equally well, just depends. Like everything um, is so individual with OnlyFans. 
So like some people I've seen them do really well in like a niche like character. Um, but then other people, they're just themselves. And then that's kind of their niche in a way. Just I'm just myself. I'm just a regular girl, you know? Right. What's your niece? Like, what is the, what was your approach when you decided to kind of take this leap? Um, slim, thick, redhead gamer girl, but, um, but like with like an intellectual side, cause I feel like there's so many like, you know, gamer girls or like redheads or whatever, but then I'm like, but you know, my whole background, like psychology and um, coding real estate and stuff like that. Um, I feel like that gives me like, it makes me stand out a little bit more. Sure. Um, right. And I'm how do you developing my character? <laughs> and how do you how do you inject that into your content? Um, for example, I just did this um, shoot where I like put I literally put an Xbox controller on my boobs. Like <laughs> that was like a literal way. But I like doing a lot of role plays, like role play <laughs> videos, um, where I'm like streaming and then like I'll pretend like I'm on Twitch and then they convince me to get like to you know, like do a cum show on Twitch. That was one of my recent like video ideas. <laughs> Just like. Which spent, wouldn't like, fly that. on Twitch at all. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can't even like have cleavage on Twitch nowadays. I yeah. <laughs> Whoa, really? I don't again Twitch just like So yeah, so 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 uh, well Bree, I mean as a as a as a self-proclaimed gamer, can you can you school Brady on what Twitch is? <laughs> what and is Twitch? I mean, I've actually never streamed on Twitch. I've streamed on sites similar, but Twitch itself um people go there, they stream whatever they're playing, but there's a huge niche for like OnlyFans girls. They can't like obviously say they're an OnlyFans girl or do anything sexual. But yeah. I saw a lot of them like have you heard of Amaranth? She's like, she makes like millions a month or something crazy. Yeah. But um, she's like a big Twitch streamer, OnlyFans girl. And um, she gained a lot of her following by doing live ASMR on um, the Twitch yeah, stream. Right. But then she oh. got banned because they said it was sexual when ASMR isn't actually sexual. They're just kind of being haters. <laughs> yeah. Just whispering. Um, yeah. That's wild. So if you're, if you're going to get on OnlyFans, you're probably also on um tiktok you're probably also on maybe also on twitch is that like a pretty it's not like a necessity like i'm not even i'm not even on twitch right now okay but that's more um, of a gamer gamer like twitch yeah i mean twitch twitch think you can think about twitch as like youtube but but more so live streaming than anything else and so it's it's a video platform that people get on they live stream videos but it's it's predominantly kind of kind of um, run by gamers. So like oftentimes you'll, um, you'll, you'll tune into someone who's like doing a let's play video. And so a let's play video would be them playing a video game. And, and, you know, typically you'll have like, you'll have a shot of them in the bottom left corner, but like you're watching the, what they're actually playing is the main feed. And they're just kind of like talking along, being goofy and making jokes about the game that they're playing. Okay. Um, but there is this very, there's a very, there's very much this like allure to watching these like very hot, like female voluptuous gamers game because okay, yeah. for a lot of men, like that's hot. there's nothing more hot than a, a, a girl who wants to play video games with you. You know, right. like that's every, that's, that's every fucking man's dream is to have a girl. Like when <laughs> Leah was like, when my partner Leah was like, can we play a video game together? I was immediately I was, I'm so in love. I, I can't, I can't even handle it. Um, but it, I find it interesting that you've, that you've, have you, have you stayed away from Twitch because of the, 
the and and I've kind of wanted to talk about this since we started, but like the the whole censorship thing, because oh, yeah. because when it comes to when it comes to the work that you do, um, again with pretty much anything that anyone is trying to do when it comes to like selling your brand, social media is such a massive part of getting the word out and getting people to invest in, um, you know, your product. And so, how have you have you found have you found the censorship um, that 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 inevitably comes with a lot of our main social media platforms to be an issue for yourself? Yeah, fortunately, um, I haven't had like that many accounts removed, but I've had friends where they built their account up to like a million followers and then like ban hammer, you know, and um, lots of the times like what's unfair is that these platforms like literally any platform like TikTok, Instagram, whatever, they're never consistent with yeah. the way they punish people. Like someone yeah. can get away with so much more than someone else. Like I like sometimes I'll just have a little, like I'll literally be, be dressed like this or it's not like, I'm not like doing porn or anything. <laughs> I'll feel like this. Yeah, and for but, people um, who can't, who, who are just listening, um, uh, Bree is totally oh, yeah. butt naked right now. <laughs> just, just absolutely <laughs> ass out. <laughs> no. No, I'm just in like a regular casual dress. Yes, I have cleavage because I have big boobs, but I mean, I get banned for like, they'll tell me that I like TikTok, for example, they'll flag it for adult nudity and content yeah. or whatever. I'm like, how am I nude? Like I literally like can go to the grocery store like this. And, yeah, right. but then someone could do like a full, like, you know, the, have you ever seen the TikTok trend where they're like, <laughs> kind of like, you know, like the doing the, the dance yeah like yeah but there's like a parody that only fans girls do where they just keep going like that you know what i mean like where they just keep oh, working off. off motion yeah <laughs> right sure, and, sure. and they're practically naked That's really and funny. it doesn't get taken down but then you yeah. see someone else do it so it's, just, it's all about consistency it's not fair like at least be consistent with it <laughs> turn me on podcast we'll be back after this short break 
Yeah. And like, I know Facebook's been, you know, they're, they're kind of like at the helm of, of censorship when it comes to sexuality. And, and I, I, from what I've gathered, TikTok is actually quite um, on the ball when it comes to like taking down. Yeah. It's, it's a lot worse, but Twitter, Twitter seems to be a free for all. Twitter for the most part seems to be pretty free at letting Mm -hmm. anything go. Um, But have you heard of like, have you heard of anyone having a problem with Twitter? Um, sometimes accounts get banned. So the one thing Twitter is really strict with, you can't have like any cleavage or anything in your profile or header. Like there's been girls with just a bikini pic, like, you know, totally like Instagram safe, but they'll, their bot will like flag it and completely remove the account. And there's like no way to get it back because the support does not respond to things like that. Just as long as you have like a nice, like, like a G rated, um, profile pic and header, then you're cool. You could still post porn on the main feed. Yeah, that's so crazy. It's so wild. If that 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 blows my mind, I didn't know that about like the header or like the profile pic. But you can have. Oh, I saw we saw some porn the other day on Twitter. We were researching a guest. Sometimes I go on my Twitter and I'm just like, like at a cafe, just like scrolling my Twitter, and I go, "Oh shit!" Oh, that's a gay thing. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, no one's behind me right now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Twitter is Twitter goes off. Like it's 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 pretty crazy. Um. Uh, but so is that, is this, so I guess back to like kind of my original question was like, is this, is this one of the reasons why you haven't, um, spent much time on, on Twitch, um, as, as a gamer and, and, you know, that platform seemingly to be something that would kind of attract someone like yourself. That's part of it. Also, like I've seen experiences from like some of my friends and, the conversion rates are just low for some reason. Like it's yeah. hard to actually, cause you have to be, cause, cause of the censorship, you really can't hint anything like, you know, like check my link or like anything like mm. that. So it's pretty much, it's just not worth the time. Right. You mentioned you just tossed out uh, real estate as one oh, of yeah. your interests and backgrounds. Can you, how does that tie into what you're doing? So I actually just like officially got my license. I started with this brokerage. Um, I've not sold a house yet, so I'm not like (laughs) some like real estate whiz, but um, my plan is in two years, which is the amount of time you need of um, real estate practice. um, I want to get my broker's license and then open up my own practice that caters specifically to sex workers and OnlyFans girls, because there's so much discrimination in the industry. It's like, you wouldn't believe how hard it is to find a house. Like even just being self-employed in general, it's like already a challenge, but then, you know, it's not too hard for the agent or lender or whatever to look up, um, you know, where like the company of like on your tax return, which for like OnlyFans, it's like Phoenix International. Okay. And then they'll like pop up OnlyFans and then they'll, it, it, there's just a lot of discrimination. And I want a community to where, um, sex workers can feel comfortable buying a house or any type of property. Yeah. So what you're saying is like when someone goes to buy a house, whether it's from the realtor, or I'm assuming also from the bank, as soon as they look into where their income comes from, they're like less likely to sell to you or give you a loan. Yeah. Also because of the inconsistency, inconsistency of the income. Cause like one month you might make like, like for example, like 
last month I only made 30k which is like a lot I know but then like I'm used to that's what I make in a year my love that is like (laughs) but it's all relative Bridie I mean if you're used to making how inconsistent how inconsistent if you're only used to making so if you're used to making way more than that making that just in a month it would be a fucking bummer yeah no totally and my plan my plan is is slipping through my fingers here because my backup plan for the when shit hits the fan is like, well, you know, I saw an OnlyFans model that's like 65. Like I can do that. But I, but the tech part just, I'm going to need to keep you around for as long as possible, Jeremy, because you're my tech man. I will show you. I'm all about it. 5%. Jeez. Okay. So yeah. I mean, 5% is low. My, my agent takes 20%. Okay. Like 5% (laughs) is fucking low. You're not my agent. You're my techie. I'll be your manager agent. Um, but okay. So yeah. So the main comes inconsistent is what you're saying. So there, that's a total reason to, but it's still like, there's definitely discrimination because in the year, like we're still making like a lot of us girls are making six, even seven figures. So it's like that alone, like to, hint that we can afford a house yeah it's not like you're making thirty thousand one month and like, like five bucks exactly yeah. wow i um i wouldn't have thought that that's a really cool uh enter enterprise or niche of like real estate mm. that you're you. you're so you're clever mm. clever sense of your interests and your skills that's really cool i had something i wanted to say and, and it completely uh it just evaporated okay the awesome. moment passed Yep. Okay. <laughs> Basically, you have no longer have anything to say. No, and I'm really, I'm, I'm really racking my brain here. It, like I, it, and I was like, that's a good thing. That's a good line of question. Oh, shit. And now it's uh, and it literally, I like farted it away. I don't oh. know. What's it do with real estate? Um, what else are we talking about? Only uh, fans, <laughs> making a I think living it, wage. Yeah. It definitely had to do with OnlyFans. I think it had to do with um. It had to do with like engagement on OnlyFans. Oh, I, well, this isn't it, but but we can go that we can go this route. This will be fun. Um, wh- when you, I, I feel how long you've been doing the OnlyFans thing specifically. So, um, like, what year are we? We're in twenty twenty two. Wow, <laughs> I started my OnlyFans like April twenty twenty ish. Okay, yeah. so now, almost when, two years. when you first started out compared to now. <laughs> obviously there's like there's a there's a, a bit of an a bit of an evolution especially oh, yeah. considering that you've grown to to such a like successful degree yeah. now now that you like when you look back at what you've done so far are there any moments that stick out to you of, of like um moments that you would consider to be sort of like game-changing moments where you where, where you you know for example, introduced something to your page or something to the way that you went about your work that sort of just like shifted the whole landscape of. I have uh, one actually. Yeah, when I downloaded the app Telegram, have you heard of Telegram? I'm familiar with Telegram. Yeah, it's, it's like just a, a messaging app, but yeah. um, that's where all OnlyFans girls, sex workers, like, and so many other like industries too, like not even just sex workers, but that's where we all go to chat. And uh, we there's like all these Telegram groups. So if you were to download like Telegram right now, it'd just be a blank app because you need a group link in order to, you know, get added to a group. But then I found like how to get into the OnlyFans girls groups. And then there they're like selling promo, sharing tips. And then I use like all the knowledge I had at my fingertips from Telegram and like implement it 
implemented it into my page. And that's, that was a big game changer for me. Like, for example, some girls will sell coaching. And then I think it was like, I bought this one coaching method and I didn't use that actual method, but it gave me such a good idea for like a sexing script. And then that's like, that's when I went from like a, um, 8k month to like a 30k month, you know? Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so then, okay, then this leads me to my next line of questioning, which, which I'm, I'm kind of interested in is like, all right. So, so throwing back to my friend who was like, I'm going to start new OnlyFans. Like, do you have any tips for me? What would you say to her about initial investments into starting something like OnlyFans? Like, like if someone comes to me and says, they say, I want to start a podcast. Uh One of the first things I always say is buy a good mic. If you like, if you are going to get into this business and you're just recording off some like, like shit mic built into your iPhone, sure it works, it's great, but there's there's a million other there's there's nine hundred million other podcasts that have better sound that someone will go. I'll, I'll choose the the podcast about the exact same thing with the better sound, and and that's the route I'll go. So invest in a good microphone because decent audio is something that is an essential when it comes to podcasting. So. With that example, what would you say is like a key investment that someone could make in order to take their OnlyFans from something that is very blasé to something that is like actually quite enticing? Definitely promo. So like I said, Telegram is like the hub where you go and um, buy the promo. But with social media, like at first, especially if you don't have a following to begin with, it's like, how do I get the following? Like you need the following to make money, but then (laughs) you need money to make a following kind of. But I would say invest in like direct only fans promo to get your fan count higher. So there's two types of promo categories, I would say. One is paid promo. I mean, they're both like paid, like you have to pay for it. But like one is where you put your like just your regular link, like your pay link. And then the other kind is guaranteed gains, which is where you use a free trial link. And then you'll get way more subs, of course, because it's free. So, but at first I feel like that's a good way to start because so that way you have some kind of audience and you could sell your content to them from there and then they could renew and then you'll eventually make the sub money. But right. I think that is important because I see like so many girls, especially if like you don't know the ropes of social media, it's like, it, it, it's impossible in a way, you know what I mean? Unless you invest in some promo and um, for actual like devices and tech tools, you could literally just use your phone Um you can be fancy and like hire a photographer too, but I learned it doesn't even really make a difference if it's like amateur versus like super 4k, like guys will come to anything. <laughs> yeah. And, and I think that I, and this was, this was actually the conversation that I had with my friend. Cause they were like, I don't know if I want to do like professional photos. That's not really in my wheelhouse. And I was like, honestly, I, d- I don't think you do because like, sure, there are people that do that and that works for them, but but also there's the people that are subscribing to this thing that the photos that look like uh, like a, like a nude that was sent to them by their girlfriend like yeah. they're that's hot like that is a that that that's the personal thing that I was talking about that it's like that is something that that people will probably come to you for because that's the sort of like fantasy that they're looking for like yeah, the, exactly. the girlfriend experience that is be, that is the DM of the nude, like in the middle of the workday or, you know, whatever. Um, but the, the thing that you said there that I find really interesting is that that sort of like free trial, um, method. And that makes a lot of sense because like, think about all of the subscription services that we use on a day to day basis. Like 
Disney Plus. Like I remember getting a free Disney Plus trial for like 14 days. And I was like, suckers, like got you for 14 <laughs> days. I'm definitely going to use this. And then once it's over, like fucking cancel. And then, of course, 14 days is up. And then I noticed that the Mandalorian season one is starting. And I'm like, well, yeah. I guess I got to I guess I, exactly. you know what, I'll, I'll pay for a month and then we'll see what happens. And now I'm still, you know, now sitting with a Disney Plus yeah. subscription still. So like that, that's a really I find that very interesting because it's a method that we see used on us as consumers all the time. And the reason we see it used on us is because it works. And so if you're yeah. getting into the business of starting OnlyFans, what are the things that you notice in, in, as a consumer that kind of hook you and bring you in and keep you in? And, and, and those you know, typically are the things that will actually help you make more and generate more. I think too, like the, the, like the free trial, like you said, it gets you an audience. And if you're a performer with no audience, (laughs) you don't really get to practice your craft either. So like getting people there in Mm -hmm. the room, Mm -hmm. whether they stay, whether you, whether they just forget to cancel their subscription or whatever, it's like, it gives you a chance to start to play hone your character your your whole act yeah you know totally makes sense Bree. um this is uh this has been really fun what what uh, how can people kind of find you uh if people are interested in your work how can people follow along i'm Bree nightwood on like pretty much everything so as long as you type in Bree nightwood you should be able to find me <laughs> And that's B-R-I-E uh, for Bree and Nightwood, N-I-G-H-T-W-O-O-D. Uh, Bree, thank you. This has been really fun. Thanks for giving us a little bit of a glimpse into your work as a, as a very successful OnlyFans model. And, uh, and yeah, thanks a lot. Yeah, all great. the best. Been a blast. <laughs> Hello, my love. Hello. <laughs> hello, hello. Hi, baby. Here we are, back again. How was that conversation with Ni- uh, Bree? That was fun. I uh, I really quite... Um, that was Finn. It's Finn. It's Finn. Uh, no, I, I really liked it. I like talking to... We've talked to a couple of OnlyFans models now, and I really... I just love the insight into um, the business. I like the insight into the clients. And I'm really impressed by the um, amount of money that they make. (sighs) As you probably heard in the episode. And I, I was like, it was such a strong, like visceral reaction when she was like, you might only make 30 grand a month. <laughs> I was like, you oh, want to see my tax return? Because uh, I'm pretty sure you don't. Yeah. But, and my only hurdle to joining OnlyFans, well, besides the fact that I don't have a ton of time on my hands, is uh, it's all just online and I can't, I just can't wrap my head around the tech. It. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I mean, I don't know, man. I, 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 we should, I want to talk to like a, a really high, achieving male only fans oh that's star. A, if you're out there because because I, I i think about it i think about it a lot you should do it i mean i don't like honestly i i don't know if if i could why not well other commitments other commitments that are tied to other 
institute institutions. Right. Oh, right. Yeah. Well, I don't think that they. Can... I feel like CBC would be like, ah, we like wholesome we Jeremy. We like you. We like well. And, we like it when and we your don't want to. And, and we don't want to. We don't want to. We don't want to be against sex work, but you kind of. CBC does not really want to start putting their foot down on their people yeah. being able to do online sex work, I don't think. I no. mean, now's not the time to start stifling people's sexuality. Is I your shit fucked up there? Yeah, I can't, can't hear, hear you. Anything? Hear no, anything? no, wait. It's good now. Oh, yeah? It's okay. good now. All don't right, move. All right, all right. Um, um, yeah, I don't know. Well, well hey, I, I mean, there's the, the, uh, the big sex talk is coming out. When is that coming out? When's uh, that launch? It's coming out real soon. And okay. actually, they just released the trailer. Okay. I should have prepped that. We should have watched it today. Oh, cool. Well, we can do it next week. Yeah, we'll do that next week. The Big Sex Talk? Is the that the new name? The Big Sex Talk is the name of the show. Okay, great. Yeah. And one of our previous guests uh, also... A couple of our previous guests. Okay, cool. Yeah. Are also on that show? Yeah. Fantastic. Now, that's the one where they put Actually, you all in three one... three of our previous guests. No way. That I know of. Yeah. Andrew Gerza okay. is in there. We've never talked to Andrew Gerza on this show. You we have... haven't? No. Oh, that is so bananas I we know. really should i know we should we've talked about andrew yeah and you've talked to him on sick boy I mean, he's been on sick boy a couple times and and i've i've been on his show so uh so andrew Gers is in the show um uh john the lawyer yeah he, he was on our show mm-hmm. and the woman um the john paul boyd john paul boyd and then there was a woman and i didn't know she was in the show but we had her on the show once and she She's the um, the black woman who is in a polyamorous relationship, but she's also like a sex therapist. Oh, tra- uh, Taylor Sparks? No, no way. She, and she has a she has like um she has an accent uh, that I can't that I can't quite place. Oh, she, wait, I think she's like from from Bermuda or like. Oh, did we talk? Uh, I, I totally can- forget her name now. Okay, well we'll we'll anyway. She she, she was in the just- trailer. Okay, you saw her in the trailer. Yeah, yeah. I also made the trailer, which I'm I'm happy about. Oh. Yeah, it's because uh, John John Paul Boy was not in the trailer, <coughs> which is so interesting to me because he's such an interesting looking human. He is that but mustache. You gotta get that mustache in there. Gotta get that mustache. Did you not have a mustache while you were shooting? No, I just had regular old facial just hair. Regular yeah. facial hair. Looks good though. I'm I'm excited about it. We'll watch the trailer next week and uh, and and you can if you want to watch it alongside of us, you can go to Patreon.com/slash/TermiOn or you can just listen to it. Um. Yeah, Bree Bree Nightwood, awesome. And uh, who knows? Maybe maybe one day I'll. I'll get into porn. Actually, speaking of that, here's a really funny story. Okay. Um, Builder becomes porn star after friends flabbergasted by the size of his penis at a festival. Okay. So a male porn star um, has revealed (laughs) how he ended up giving up his job as a builder after his pals discovered how big his peen was. Peen? Peen. Uh, he is the, uh, he was, he won male foreign performer of the year, uh, at the 2020 AVN awards, Donnie D. Uh, it seems Donnie D didn't realize himself and the, uh, penny only dropped when his pals showed him what a normal penis looks like. He had no idea. Uh, from then on, it seems the seed was planted and Danny had gone on to share his story. Speaking to Jackmate happy hour podcast, Danny explained how he was in Germany with friends when they noticed his sizable manhood. Danny said, quote, I was having a piss and one of my buddies came over and sees my dick and he's like, dude, what the fuck is wrong with your penis? <laughs> I, I mean, probably not what you want to hear, but uh, you know, how, how would you know? 
And so apparently Danny, uh, Danny's friends then ran off and told the others who told him to get his penis out for them to have a gander. At the time, he told them, quote, I'm not doing this, boys. It's a bit weird. But soon after, one of his pals dropped his keks to show him their manhood uh, and announcing, this is what a normal penis looks like. Danny went on to recall, quote, I'm like, no, that is not Wait, normal. how old is this person? Uh, he's probably in his like 30s. When this happened, he was he was 18. He's pretty cute. He's a cutie. Uh, he said, no, that is not normal. Are you are you are you all right showing pe- people that? When <laughs> he saw just a normal dick, he was like, "Oh my god!" You, sh- you show that to people. <laughs> you, you show that you to people. Yeah, he said, uh, "Quote." So I show my penis, and that was it. That was the start of the idea uh, for the rest of the holiday, and it was just uh, it was just ideas of what I could be doing with the rest of my life instead of being a builder. <laughs> um, from the age of fifteen, Danny had been working in construction. And explained, "Quote." I did a bit of that, skirted around while I was eighteen or so, and then kind of found porn. I was moonlighting between the two. Speaking to Unilad some time ago, Danny revealed how he got a bit of practice in first saying, quote, I started going to a few swingers clubs and things like that just to see if I had the confidence or ability to have sex in front of swingers. I ended up meeting a guy who, there, who was there and he paid me to have sex with his wife. He obviously saw in my face that I was amazed by it. And he said, I'll give you 150 euros every time you do that. <gasps> and I literally was like, let's go again. I was 18. I could just keep going. Whoa, lucky, lucky moneymaker. Yeah, that I don't have that going for me. I mean, um, not that I, not that you need that, but like what, like what are like male, male OnlyFans stars that are killing it? Uh, Like what are the, what are they doing? You know, like are they just jerking off? Of, well, no, I mean, you gotta, it's not just like, like non-male models aren't just like getting up there and like masturbating there's like there's a bit of a courtship that's happening sure yeah but like what like you know like what are like what are the photos and stuff that you put up like are you just are you taking shots of you like freshly out of the shower with like the you know like the 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 v showing yeah we like that um i mean it i guess it depends on who your audience is, mm. because if your audience is, um, let's say, gay males. I would say it has to be probably most of that, right? I would think so. Now, I, I was trying to do a little bit of research before the mics turned on about the latest uh, research into the old, the age old uh, saying mm. that... Uh, uh, male identified people are more visually stimulated yeah, than yeah. Uh, female. Um, <laughs> but I didn't uh, arrive at any sort of satisfying conclusion in, in my research, but I feel like that's something we could probably find out by listening to Justin Lay Miller's podcast. Yeah. Um, yeah that would actually be a good question for him. But you know, if I do a quick Google search of male only fan models, I've got, I've got this guy, um, sitting on a chair backwards. That's naked. a horrible photo. Well, is that he, guy doing good? Uh, that if if he's Billy, if he's doing really well, um, I gotta get into this because that's I, a fucking awful picture. <laughs> okay, Sergeant Miles, a bearded, tatted army vet with a sculpted chest, who is in the top five point eight percent of OnlyFans performers and makes between eight hundred and twenty thousand dollars a month on the site. Jesus said more Christ. women might sign up for OnlyFans if they knew what actually went on between male performers and their fans. 
they don't really realize that they can sit down and have a conversation with someone. They think it's all like, here's my penis. Give me money. That's And that's what I've been thinking. It's yeah. Like just, you know. Um, so, yeah, we, got, we could get into this article, but I just want to take a quick uh, detour over to take a look at Sergeant Miles. But, uh, yeah, I have to click and approve this sensitive content on. I think that is that guy. It's the guy in the backwards chair. Huh. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, he just looks like he's ready to have a chat with you, but he's naked. Hmm. And I do like having chats. So if if and he he's saying that, you know, maybe more women um, identified people might sign up to be fans if they knew that they could have just like have these like someone sensual. Listen. Text. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Someone listen to them. Yeah, Right. Right. And and uh, and just be real casual like this guy. Look, he's got on the in the background. He's got a he's got a pair of uh, fake strap on breasts yeah right on a hanger so he probably puts those on on occasion he's cute yeah yeah okay i mean he's not he's got socks on i think and no he doesn't yeah (laughs) that's a really funny (laughs) photo though (laughs) uh the straight men doing gay uh gay for pay on OnlyFans and just for fans, the popularity of the exclusive X-rated content hosting fan sites has seen new generation of heterosexual men making soft porn accounts for gay audiences and detoxifying masculinity on the way. Want me to go into this? It's kind of interesting. Sure. In April 2018, 26-year-old Ryan Yule had a fuck it sort of moment and joined OnlyFans, the platform that allows him to charge people $15 a month to access to pornographic photos and videos of himself. He had left the military in February and was tired of being skint. So began to upload. I've never heard that word skint. S-K-I-N-T. Skint? That is a, that, that's a five-letter word. Ooh, yeah. Skint is a, skint is a five-letter word. I like that skint word, Skint would means, be a good starting wordle word. Wait, skint means like you're broke, right? I guess. I yeah. don't know. I've never heard it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so began to upload, among other things, videos of himself masturbating. He makes a strong business case for doing so. Quote, I used to have a wank and wouldn't get paid for it, and now I get paid for it. I mean, hey, if you're just doing it, you know? Exactly. Ryan's one of the increasing number of heterosexual men uploading explicit content for their mostly gay gay subscribers. Ryan tells me that he's estimated his subscribers to be 97% men. Many of the straight men doing so sit between top lad and apex lad, meaning they perform heterosexually heterosexually to its most aesthetic extremes. Their watches are large, <coughs> swollen bicep tattoos with crying geishas, and for some reason, they photograph themselves sitting on the bonnets of cars. However, these adult content creators, the only fans, lads, if you will, are redefining a, the brand of heterosexuality so fragile that it's proven, in part, by its deliberate distance from anything faintly gay. These OnlyFans lads <coughs> depend on their use uh, on using their very public Twitter and Instagram accounts to entice gay men to subscribe to their soft porn account. Of his 250 regular OnlyFans subscribers, Ryan thinks that most were as a result of his Instagram account. He regularly posts to his 24,000 followers, which is 80%, 87% male. Um, often imagines him, himself in his underwear, images of himself in underwear, or more recently of him showing in his briefs with two other men. His Instagram account is followed by friends and family, but he isn't concerned that the content will impinge the way they perceive his heterosexuality. He explains, quote, if someone's going to get on at me and say, that's gay as fuck, or what are you doing? I don't care. It's done. 
Jesus Christ, he's like, holy fucking hell. My goodness. Are you looking at photos of his penis? No, no, no. But he's, he is, um, oh, hello. He's a specimen. God damn. His content purposely appeals to gay men and purposefully appeals to gay men. And he is aware that invariably some people will question his sexuality. Quote, some of the stuff I've done in photo shoots and videos from a straight perspective, you'd think, oh, I, this guy's, this guy's gay, but I'm not. I'm appealing to my target audience. Why is he comfortable publicly acting gay without the fear of, uh, that he will be seen to be gay? Well, take note, lads. Quote, I'm totally comfortable with my sexuality. We shouldn't be surprised that heterosexual men are now increasingly comfortable appealing to a gay audience. As John Mercer, performer of gender and sexuality at Birmingham, professor of gender and sexuality at Birmingham City University, explains to me, quote, many younger men have been raised in a culture and a cultural and educational context in which homophobia is not tolerated. So the fear of gayness as the other is at a commonplace level, less prevalent. That makes total sense to me. Um, And while there has been decrease in homophobic attitudes in young men, there has been an increase in young men sharing images of their body online. As Professor Mercer put it, quote, among the specific segment of young men, image making and sharing is part of their construction of their social and sexual identities and bodies. Especially sexualized bodies are important commodities with value. The men who are being admired online or on the street for their appearance realize that their bodies could be put to better use for the likes on Instagram. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, there's a uh, Loton Carter. Uh, oh, that's the photo I just showed you. He's a 30 year old former Big Brother contestant who oh, shares content on OnlyFans. Loton is a lad. No, actually, he's a lad. I don't. <laughs> this is so fucking British. Quote: If I ask my missus right now. She described me as a lad. What is a lad? Uh, but he continues, quote, if you'd gone back 10 years and described someone as a lad, I wouldn't be friends with that person. How I'd see that back then would be homophobic, narrow-minded. I feel like I've got to be hard as nails. I, I felt like I had, got, I had to be a hard as nails kind of person. He believes that lad culture, a lad culture that is so manifest, manifestly insecure, it needs to be repeated performed is changing what's a lad i'm a stable i'm looking for any other definition besides a boy or young man which is what we think of i think when we hear the word lad but the second definition for lad is says it's british and it's a stable worker Mm. yeah i don't know i don't think that's what they mean though i think they mean more like I mean, I don't know, but based on what I'm reading here, it sounds like it sounds like 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 he's like a lad, like a puff, a puff, you know, like 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 some sort of slang for like um like a gay male performer. Yeah, right. I hear something. what you mean. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. That would be a lad. A man behaving like a typical young man. Yeah, I'd be a man behaving like a typical young man. <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> well, what do you think? You know what I find interesting is that um, because another thing I was looking up before trying to tie it into this whole visual thing is voyeurism. And um, and I want to talk about like kind of our interest in like voyeurism and and reality TV is one of the things that came up in my brain. Big brother. Yeah, right. That's I mean, that's the most like voyeuristic. Yeah. And people love Big Brother. 
People, yes, people do. Yeah. Wait, wait. So you wanted to talk about like how we feel about voyeurism? Well, I, I, I just. I, I just kind of just you know down the rabbit hole kind of stumbled uh onto it and then went to the Wikipedia page and um and and try to sort of like look at what what how how they look at it out there. Um, I think that there's not a lot of uh legal ramifications of voyeur for voyeurism. Like I don't think there's a lot of history of uh of like precedent creating laws about voyeurism that I can, that I could find anyway. Um, voyeurism for anyone who's listening and doesn't know is the sexual interest in or practice of watching other people engaged in intimate behaviors mm-hmm. such as undressing sexual activity or other actions usually considered to be of private nature. But I mean, that could extend to hidden cameras in bathrooms mm-hmm dressing rooms. <clears throat> yeah, that's illegal. And but it like in the case of Big Brother, like I'm sure people are having sex and stuff on that show, but it's also just watching people in moments where you wouldn't normally be watched, like yeah. eating but with your their meals. consent. But but yes, with yeah. with their but consent. But like a peeping tom, like you'll go to jail for that shit. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, there was a guy, remember the guy, remember the guy, this is a Halifax thing. We bought a table, I bought a table, the table that you have at your place. I went to his place, bought oh, yeah. a table for him. He was a NASCAD um, professor, an art professor. Okay. And he had a gallery here in the city and he got caught because he had installed cameras in the bathroom and was like watching and like oh. getting girls to like his students to come and then get like fucking giving them tons of water, getting them to go to the bathroom. He got caught. Right. Okay. And in a lot of trouble. That's fucking crazy. I didn't that's, know that's that. That's illegal as fuck. I gotta look at my table in a whole different way. <clears throat> yeah, actually, in this Wikipedia article, um, it says that... Uh, you didn't know that? That that's where the table came from? No. Because I remember I went, I, I, we bought off Kijiji, and, I, and he invited me into his home. He was, he was very well off. And I went to this beautiful house and uh, bought the table from him. And, uh, and he was a very, like, very attractive, like, and, and very, dis- like, very interesting-looking person. And then uh, when the news broke, like two years later, I saw him in the news. and I was like, that's the fucking guy I bought the table from. And then, of course, read the article. I was like, yeah, good thing I didn't have to pee when I was at his house. Huh. Yeah. You know? Totally. You could have a videotape of you. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is, this is what is this confusing because in this Wikipedia article, it says uh, regard, it says criminology. Non-consensual voyeurism is considered to be a form of sexual abuse. Yeah. Um. But then down below that, uh, it says legal status, and it says voyeurism is not a crime at common law. In common law countries, it's only a crime if made so by legislation. In in Canada, for example, voyeurism was not a crime um, when this case arose back in 1947. In this case, uh, I did take a quick look at it. Um, It was like a, a, it was like 11.15 at night, and this like, man walked up to someone's window and looked in the window. A woman saw him screamed and like a man ran out of her house, her son or her husband with like a butcher knife and chased this guy down. Right. And then I think the, in the case it was like, did the violence, did the violent reaction to Mm. him looking into a window, was that justified for, for the action? Sure. Um, I don't remember what they found, but 
I, I, I it seems I the more I think about it, the more like here's an interesting thought or case. Uh, what about okay? What if you make a sex tape with someone? Yeah, and not that it gets shared, but one person watches it whenever they want, even if the couple's not together or right. in the same room. Is that sexual abuse? I mean, I, I don't know, man. I like it's definitely not cool, <clears throat> but like, I don't think that you, I don't think that that would be, um, I don't think you get charged with anything. Right. Cause how could, yeah. How could you, you prove? would if you would, if you posted that somewhere online. Totally. But if I, like for example, I'm, I just broke up. I just broke out of a relationship. Yeah. And like, I, if I had videos and like images yeah. of me and this person. Yeah. And you, like, was like looking at them that like that. <clears throat> that's, unfortunately, that's not illegal. That's not no, like right. Thing. You, you own that library <clears throat> in a way. Sort of, I yeah. mean, if you go, if, if they straight up were like, hey, do you have any sex tapes of me? Could <clears throat> you delete them? And you didn't. It's still like, whatever. You're not going to go to a court of law for that, probably. No. Unless no, they just, get you're shared. You're just a piece of shit. Or distributed. Um, here's a quick little thing. What are peeping Tom laws? These laws get their name from the legend of Lady Godivi- Godiva. Godiva. As you no doubt recall, Lady Godiva rode naked through the streets of Coventry, England to protest high taxes. As you no doubt recall. I, As you no doubt recall. No doubt. I recall that. <laughs> I didn't, I'm fucking, we all know the, yeah. the story of Lady Godiva. They just, re- they just said that the same way that I knew Christ was fucking crucified, crucified on, a cross. on a cross. But Lady Godiva is also a brand of chocolate now. So I wonder mm. where that comes from. She asked the townspeople not to look at her in the nude, but one man, there's always one, a tailor named Tom, just couldn't keep his eyes shut. The tailor, who became known as Peeping Tom, okay. was struck blind or dead, depending <gasps> on the version, uh, the moment he saw her. But anyways, uh, Peeping Tom laws generally make it a crime to view and or photograph or film a person without their consent. Okay. Peeping Tom statutes differ from state to state, but they, are u- they usually require one, the victim did not realize they were being viewed. Two, the victim was fully or partially naked. And three, the, the viewing took place at a place where the victim had a, res- a reasonable expectation of privacy. Okay. And reasonable expectation of privacy is a term borrowed from constitutional law, which requires that the police obtain a search warrant if they wish to conduct a search in a place where you would have a reasonable expectation of privacy. Okay. Well, uh, it seems like there's not a ton of academic research with regards to voyeur- voyeurism. Um, they, I love this. I love this quote from um, from the Wikipedia article. It says, "When are, it says voyeurs were well-paying hole lookers, and especially H O L E, yeah, <laughs> yeah, in uh, especially Parisian brothels." Um, a commercial innovation described as far back as oh, 1857. Hole in the wall. I thought there were hole lookers like looking into the asshole. At 
the holes. Yeah. No, no, through the holes. Okay. okay. Uh, <laughs> that makes way more sense. Um, He's a hole looker. <laughs> don't look at my hole. Gross. I don't like that. This is not my my hole is not for you to look at. Um, <clears throat> I think I know a couple of peeping toms. Like for real. Actually? Yeah, in my personal life. Yeah. I know. I don't know what to do with the information that I have. I mean, I've peeping tommed before, but not like, oh, I'm gonna go out and look. In a random person's Yeah, but like there was one time I was at um I was at I was staying in a in a in a Airbnb, a condo in Vancouver. And it had a glory hole in it? And no no, and then I I was just on the balcony hanging out. Oh, okay. And then looked across to the, the like tower across from me and there was a couple banging. With the okay. windows wide open, like just banging there. And I, and of course I didn't look away right away. Like I wasn't <laughs> I wasn't like, oh no, I'm peeping. Did you so, stick your tongue out and pant? No, 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 no. No? No. But <laughs> <laughs> which which, you know, I, I didn't stay and watch for the, you know, for uh, an extended period of time. But like yeah, I definitely saw it was like, whoa, look at that. Those people are fucking over there. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Took a few pictures and then stepped back <laughs> no, inside your No, 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 no. So that's where that's where it gets. That's where it gets. <laughs> Took out the long lens. Highly illegal. Yeah. That's. <laughs> um, historically, voyeurism has been treated in a variety of ways: psychoanalytic, group psychotherapy, and shock aversion approaches have all been attempted at limited success. There's some evidence that shows that pornography can be used as a form of treatment for voyeurism. Mm. Uh, this is based on the idea that countries with pornography censorship have high amounts of voyeurism. It's kind of interesting, eh? Mm. Additionally, shifting voyeurs from voyeuristic behavior to looking at graphic porno- pornography to looking at the nudes in Playboy has been successfully used as treatment. Uh, these studies show that pornography can be used as a means of satisfying voyeuristic desires without breaking the law. Uh, voyeurism has also been successfully treated with a mix of antipsychotics and antidepressants. Uh, however, the patient in this case study, so that means when they say voyeurism has also been successfully treated with a mix of antipsychotics and antidepressants, they mean a study on one person, mm. uh, had a multitude, uh, this person also had a multitude of other mental health problems. Um, there's also been success in treating voyeurism through using treatment methods for obsessive compulsive disorder. Hmm. Um, there have been multiple instances of successful treatment of voyeurism through putting patients on fluoxetine and treating their voyeuristic behavior as a compulsion. Yeah. Yeah. So like I said, I don't, I, I, I like to, like when we went to that sex club, Mm. when we went to Wicked in Toronto, I really enjoyed watching other people. That's obviously consensual. Um, And I think if I were, if I had like more disposable income, I could see myself as being an OnlyFans subscriber because I like the idea of paying people for their work specifically yeah and like i pay for porn but that's not going like a hundred percent to the performers i mean it's going to the creators as well and and they're they are creators and they are deserving but i really like that person-to-person model yeah and um 
and actually somewhat relevantly, uh, OnlyFans, like after three days of their Russian creators not being able to earn any money on OnlyFans, oh, they like, yeah, they went in and like <clears throat> jigged around so that their, their Russian OnlyFans models could get paid. Mm. So they acted really pretty quick on that one. Right. Um, I, I mean, in my perspective, that's pretty quick, but maybe for for those workers, it's it's not that quick. But still, fantastic because it's hard enough to get paid. And that's all based on the on the conflict right now. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, I just well, it just popped up. You know, every time we're going to record, I kind of do a quick search of what the the top news, top sex news is. Yeah, and, and that was that one jumped out. That's a weird one to me. Like, what's the point of that? Well, because What's what the, happened is they froze all all, all, all the banks. Yeah, yeah, right. So, yeah. Uh, so no international like transfers right. of money could happen. Yeah, like I read a thing today where like there's there's people calling for PlayStation and Xbox to shut off that. online video gaming for all Russian citizens. You know, like right, like well, that's because they I'm all for the I'm all for revolt. sanctions, and I'm you know like fucking go Ukraine. Fuck you, Russia. It's it, I. It, I know it's all nuanced and and there's history there, but like, fuck it. Like, we should not be going to war. It's 2022. It's not the citizens. That it, and yeah, exactly. Should like, be punished. Yeah, it, 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 it. You know, can you imagine just living in Russia and being like, I don't fucking, I don't, I don't care about this conflict. I don't. I want nothing to do with this. And then all of a sudden, you're like, but and now I can't fucking play video games or like, make money. Yeah. Or use my bank card. That yeah. was the. That's a big thing like people yeah. who have been people who are like trying to take out their take their money out of the bank because they can't use their bank cards yeah and like you know yeah like what about those people that are in russia that are like i'm getting the fuck out of here. i want to get the fuck out of here yeah you know i don't believe in this shit i want to go yeah and then, and then all of a sudden they can't use their money it's a, it's a bit problematic but you know what's a ukrainian uh he's a president right that's the the title yeah what's his name i don't know I Vol- wait i saw a um I saw a meme today that was like, so most people are now crushing on Volodymyr Zelensky. He's, he's a very, he's, he's, a, he's hot. He's hot. He's babe. Yeah. And he was just like, buckle up. Yeah. I'm putting my bulletproof vest on. Oh yeah. Boots on the ground for that guy. It's crazy. Oh man. Can you imagine boots, bulletproof vest, str- nothing else, straddling a chair, Listening to your problems. I think you should get an OnlyFans. No. No? no? He no. is an actor. Yeah? Yeah, he was an actor and comedian. Yeah, right. Before he comedian? decided to do Holy shit, a I presidency. Know that. I know that. Yeah. I feel so... a charming I, little face. fucking heart, man. Yeah. It's... it's uh, yeah, it's a lot. It's, it's heavy on my... That whole thing is just weighing really heavy on me. Yeah, not to make light of a heavy situation, but sometimes there's like, what do we do... What what else what else can we do? And uh yeah, I think it's it's one of those things where you're like, you know, as a little as a little kid you hear about war and you're like, I'm scared, that's gonna come to me. And then you go through your teenage years and maybe you're this isn't everybody, this is certainly me. You go through your teenage years and your twenties and you're like, I don't pay attention <clears throat> to the rest of the world. My world is right in front of me. Yeah. And this is the only conflict that I can deal with. And now you know, an adult and you're starting to realize that y- you might not care. You might not not care in quotation marks about um, politics and stuff like that. But the people who are making all the decisions do. And mm. so you start paying attention and then 
fuck, it gets it gets so heavy. Yeah. It the weight of the world, you know, and that the constant threat of 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 volatile oligarchs and mm. um yeah, so yeah, I know we just made light of it, but to anyone listening who's who's also worried, scared, depressed about all of this, um yeah, we're paying attention and sending out I don't know, sending out praying for peace, like sending yeah. out positive vibes, like not in the yoga wellness community kind of like Yeah. Just good vibes only, prayers. but yeah, we're definitely it's Even though prayers don't do much. Yeah. Um well, that was a weird uh, little <laughs> bit. Uh, we don't usually get political on this show, um, and we're not going to start. Um, Never do it again. So, uh, yeah, that was fun. Thanks for listening, folks. Hope you enjoyed that conversation with Bree Nightwood. And uh, we've got uh, we've got another one in the bank uh, coming up soon with another OnlyFans model, and it is so good. It's such an interesting conversation. A very interesting twist on the Only Models uh, sort of vibe. Yeah, totally. It's excited to bring that to you. Um, if you enjoy the podcast, uh, leave a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. Or if you're on Spotify on the mobile app, you can leave a rating. And if you want to support the podcast, patreon.com slash turn me on. And of course, if you want to reach out, uh, comment, say anything at all, something you want read on the show, uh, turn me on podcast at gmail.com. Yes, that is definitely the best way to reach out. Every now and then I re-download Instagram and log into Termion's account, but really not very often. So, um, and there's some tick in our website that only sends website submissions to Jeremy. So oh, I, I don't send, get to I see send them. them to you you send them to yeah, me? Yeah, okay. All right. But termionpodcast at gmail.com <laughs> is the most direct and quickest way to get to us. And uh, we'd love to hear from you. Yeah. Uh, all right, folks, that is it for this week. Until next week. Go touch yourself. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.